guys, it's Riley, and whether I'm talking music, personal experiences, doing interviews, or ranting about whatever's on my mind, at least I'm doing the damn thing. So today I'm here with my really good friend, Jamie Dunn. Hi, Jamie. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Go ahead and introduce yourself, and then we'll explain how we met and how we became the great friends that we are today. Okay. <laughs> well, my name is Jamie. I am a photographer in Gloucester, Virginia. I photograph weddings and uh, portrait photography mostly. Um, I've grown up here my whole life. That's about it. Nice, <laughs> I'm nice. I'm not too interesting, so. <laughs> no, you are. She is. So we <laughs> met in my my Your sophomore junior, or my junior year? Your junior year. It was my sophomore year. Yeah, so we met in art class, right? I think Technically, it was, in, it was portfolio. No, that portfolio was senior year. <laughs> oh, you're right. My senior year. It was um, print class. Yes. We had Mr. Barktree. Park tree and Miss Riley. Yes. Hey, Miss Riley. <laughs> anyway, so we met in an art class. It was print making or something. It was some art form of art class. And then we also had photography together in my junior year and her sophomore year. And that's how we basically started to be friends. I remember you. I think you messaged me first. Yes, I remember that because I knew of you and I was like, I think you posted your Cheesy schedule. Cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think you posted your schedule because I don't know if like all schools are like this, but everyone in school, whenever they get their class schedule, they post it on Facebook or like MySpace, whatever Who the has fuck. classes with me? Yeah. MySpace? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Back to 2004. <laughs> but anyway, school is fine. <laughs> um, but I think I saw that you had the same class with with me and I was like I don't know anyone else that has it I know of you let me reach out to her that is so like mid-2000s of us to do like thinking back on that <laughs> <Yeah>. now <laughs> no like really what the hell like <laughs> cute as fuck Think, <laughs> thinking back on that now it's like I can't imagine having like a class schedule and messaging people that I didn't know and yeah then, and you you went to Paige I went to Peasley so, yeah. like, we literally didn't know each other at and then all. I just imagine, like, walking in on the first day, acting like I totally knew exactly who you were. Like, oh, hey, Riley. Good to see did you Did you ever again. hear of me before I reached out to you? Yeah, I did. I used to stalk you on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people didn't did. In all honesty, a lot of people tell me that they did. I'm like, why? <laughs> why? You're just... I still don't know why. <laughs> you hung out with a lot of cool people. You weren't cool, but I you wasn't hung out with a lot cool. of cool people. I, I knew everyone. I knew I was a type. I hung out. I didn't really. I was a type. I had a lot of acquaintances where I knew like one or two people from every clique because That's Gloucester High was. School was full of cliques, mm -hmm. like just was. And I knew a couple people from each clique, but I had a handful of really close friends and that was it. That's how I was. But I wasn't super invested in that many people as like sad as that sounds, but. Yeah. That's how I was able to get along with everyone because I wasn't fully invested in that those friendships. I got more detached as my high school years went on. And by my senior year, I just wasn't even. Oh, yeah. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> I left a month after. Peace out. Yeah, no. Exactly. So you have a photography business, which we'll get into later. But I want to know, when did you start taking photography seriously? And how has your style evolved since then? That's always a difficult question because... Just answer the first part. When did you start? When did you figure out that you were like interested in photography? 
not necessarily a career just you were like oh photography seems cool let me like figure it out were you like a creative kid the first time well I definitely in elementary school was always like my art class was my favorite Mm -hmm. and I remember joining yearbook in middle school with Miss Layton and it was like the best class ever because you got like a little pass you got to like go through the hallway. Walk, that was that was how the newspaper was. I loved yes, it. Yes, <laughs> you just got to walk around the entire period and walk into any class you wanted, and just take pictures of people. And I was like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> but I think um, that was the first time I ever did photography at all. But I think I started taking it seriously in high school when I was doing photography print with in that class with you, because um, yearbook isn't really artistic. It's just kind of documenting for like journalism yeah I never took yearbook and a lot of people ask me like why didn't you ever take yearbook in high school because I just had no desire to do it's it different. like yeah I like editing a lot more I like the post-production stuff yeah, a lot more that than has that. nothing to do with it yeah and I I think I like deep down I was like no like I know that has nothing to do with editing so besides putting things on a page and like making it look cool but yeah and back then it wasn't all that no yeah Whenever you were in yearbook, did you, were you given a camera by the school or did you get your own or, and if so, what camera was it? I had, I was given one by the school at first and then I had one that I bought. I don't remember much about it. I know it was a Sony, but the reason I got it, like legitimately, the reason I got it was because you could take a selfie with it because you could see <laughs> the screen, you like the screen would flip, would flip up. Yeah. yeah. Or it, it just had like a front screen. Mm-hmm. So. I use that for like 95% of the time selfies. Was it just like a point and shoot? Mm -hmm. It was just a little box. (laughs) I remember I had the, I remember the first cameras I had, it was the point and shoot. It was a lime green one. I don't know what brand it was. I think it was like Sienio or something. For like cool pics. I, I never had cool pics actually ever. And then I had the hot pink Sony one, Mm -hmm. like, which I feel like everyone had, but like, those are the only two I distinctly remember that were so shitty but I loved him at the time and I just remember like the moment not the exact moment but like the times that I realized that I really liked photography was like I would literally just put like a pencil on the floor and put my camera on the floor and take a picture of it and I'd be like wow that is so <laughs> a picture cool. of pencil I love it That's awesome so what did you first start shooting like and how has your style style evolved since in your opinion I used to be more like still life. Um, one of my favorite pictures I took was, it's like a picture of a piano keyboard and there's a flower on top. And it's black and I white. remember that one. Yeah. That You took that in the <clears throat> printing and photo mm-hmm. class. That I was had. so proud of that picture. That was, I really liked that one too. And that whole year I spent like putting up backdrops in my room and like lighting and just like putting objects down doing like abstract stuff my mom has them like still hung up in her bedroom of these like musical instruments I just took abstract pictures of and since then I kind of diverged more into people and I don't know where that started or why I just think I got into my head obviously if I want to make money doing this I kind of have to work with, work with people work with people yeah yeah so which luckily I end up end up enjoying yeah, you do weddings and portraits, and is there any other avenue of photography that you want to, like, experience and explore? I mean, you always get me really excited with your, <laughs> like, your neon lights and all the, like, cool stuff that you incorporate with your photo shoots, and ever since I saw the ones you took of me, I'm like, I really, really want to do that. Um, 
I know I'm starting to do more shoots um, with themes. So I, I'm planning one where I'm going to do like a retro diner type shoot with a couple. That'll be a lot of neon lights opportunities. Neons and um, like just vintage mm-hmm. like stuff that you wouldn't normally see. I don't like it when a photographer has one backdrop or one studio set and that's just their whole year of shooting like that's their entire portfolio yeah I've I've recently gotten into studio setup lights and like not lights but like the setup for a backdrop and everything especially like DIY backdrops yeah like I've used the plastic tablecloths that you get from Dollar Tree Mm -hmm. and I just like splatter paint on it and then I hang it up did and you it do that works. with Joelle? I did that with Joelle's mm-hmm. pictures. And then um, really just any solid color wall or as like I like I like to do studio setups whenever I want to do more detailed specific pictures. Like so focus. like Joelle's face or like you're a hand a hand mm-hmm. gesture or something. Right. Because then you're not distracted by a bunch of stuff going on if you're you're on a You location. can just control what you mm-hmm. want. I really liked that about the shoot I did of you last year. Mm-hmm. in uh, my mom's bedroom because yeah. it was so white and plain we could do more with like your personality I think mm-hmm. so explain your um editing style I've and how that has this. evolved because I've, I know I know a lot of people I know I've struggled a little bit with it but that's my favorite part so and I know some people hate it and some people like the shooting aspect it's more. my favorite part because I like seeing how my ideas come to life and I also like seeing what you can do with something that looks so like something that somebody else would see as like just you know mm-hmm. a shitty picture but like you have to be able to see beyond that I struggle with this because I know what I want my photos to look like but for some reason as I'm editing whatever looks good for that particular picture is what I'll gravitate towards if that makes any sense yeah so I tend to edit more like bright and colorful and like really poppy but I really that's not my style um I'm really trying to go for a more filmy type, dramatic and elegant type look. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that goes well with weddings, portraits, and it's something that I've always been drawn to. But it's the hardest, of course, it's the hardest thing for me to achieve. And so that's what I'm working on um, now and what I hope to, you know, provide in the future. So with... I have I have a list on here, guys. Um, my <laughs> my next little bullet is so interesting. Yeah, I just there's so much I want to ask her. You know, um, <laughs> so you wanted to talk about the stigma that photographers get, and I wanted to know why do you think that that stigma exists and what exactly surrounds it? I guess one thing for me that I know bothers me is any not even just adults, but anybody that asks me what I'm doing or like that sees me in public somebody I haven't seen since high school who's expecting me to have been going to college for a few years when they ask me what I've been up to I'm embarrassed to say that I'm into photography and at first that's why I went to college I went to college um, to Thomas Nelson a community college for like three semesters and that was because I knew well I thought I knew that there was no way I was going to be able to make money doing photography being a photographer in any way shape or form and so I was doing things that I hated even though I knew what I really wanted to do 
So then eventually I switched my major to photography because I knew I was like, well, at least I can get a degree and I, I'll have that behind me. So when somebody asks me, hey, what have you been doing? What have you been up to? I can just be like, well, I'm going to school for photography and it'll sound better. But then I realized after a semester of that, that that wasn't for me either. And I think that's probably why there's a stigma because you don't really need to go to school for that sort of thing. And everybody just thinks you can pick up a camera and have Photoshop on your computer and be a photographer. And it's way, way, way more than that. Yeah, I think that's the big thing with me that really bothers me is like people, I don't think people who, not necessarily people that aren't creative or artistic, just people who don't haven't dabbled in it haven't dabbled in it and haven't haven't hasn't ever taken it seriously like Mm -hmm. photography alone yeah that they just think like just take a picture and then edit it takes you an hour max even me when I was first doing it in high school I was like well this is easy yeah and a lot of people just think it's pressing a button and that's not the case Mm -hmm. especially like if you have a themed photo shoot like you were talking about earlier like you have to figure out the wardrobe the makeup the hair the like brainstorm um poses and then like you also have to take into account your surroundings and use stuff around you as props and not only that but comparing a dslr to a point and shoot is like a totally different thing completely and then you have to think about what lens would be good for this particular not just photo shoot but photo in general and you need to know what aperture to use and exactly what shutter speed you need to use for that aperture and it's like that in itself all has to go through your head within you know a split second especially if you're on the spot at a wedding and you really need to get a shot yeah and that do you like how much how much of planning do you do when it comes to the gear and the poses and the like shots that you want how much of that do you do before you go meet someone for a photo shoot do you do any of that or do you just be like all right this location I have let me get there and then get into my groove and then figure out I'll figure it out then I think when I do a photo shoot for somebody that I know I kind of just pack all my stuff up and then when I get there I feel the person out and I feel out um, the lighting situation and the theme and the venue and that sort of thing but if it's somebody that I haven't known and they're a client that's paying me I try to prepare but then again there's really not much you can do you can only you know tell them what time you prefer them to be there for lighting situations. Um, I try to give like a outfit guide. Other than that, I kind of have like a set list of poses that I can do variations of depending on the person and how they how they are when I meet them. That's the other thing that's really hard. You can't really plan that out before the shoot because if you don't know who they are, you don't know what they're like. Yeah, it's more difficult mm-hmm. to like fully understand. It's a really gray area. Do you, you find shooting couples and shooting single, just one person, any different. one harder than the other or just different period? Um, I think in general, shooting couples is easier for everyone. Really? really? Do you disagree? I've never, I don't think I've ever shot a couple. And it's not that like, I mean, I'm not necessarily a portrait photographer I'm do more music yeah. related stuff so it's totally different mm-hmm. but then again that's that is kind of contradicting because I do shoot a five-piece band like yeah. I did have so many people in a shot but I don't know I guess it's 
it just kind of scares me or like gives me anxiety because I'm just like and there's two people looking there's at you. two people looking at you and then like at a show so much is going on music's playing a crowd's there no one's really paying attention to what I'm doing and I feel and like the, that complements everything yeah. but if I'm with a couple I'm like I have to have all it's the answers quiet. I'm just like yes it's quiet and mm-hmm. I think that's what freaks me out like I need noise I need mm-hmm. like music I need something yeah I, I didn't know if it was any different. I mean, I understand that for a portrait photographer, like specifically, it might be like totally, totally different. I think it's different, but for the same concept, if that makes sense. Because yeah. when you're doing your concerts, everybody's moving around already. Like you don't have to pose them. Like where the talent comes in is where you're standing and what angles you're shooting from and the lighting and how you're editing the picture. You know what I mean? Yes, but then you don't know it's unpredictable you don't know that too every show it's unpredictable of the lighting situation that's what it I'm can saying. have really yeah. shitty lighting really good lighting the crowd couldn't won't be as into it one night but the next night it's amazing mm-hmm. and then the people on stage can be doing a million different things and but I don't know what's happening so like I don't know like yeah you just always have to be ready I guess you have to be in the same place yeah in different places like trying to get a really good ass photo or video or something i think that for the same concept of like the people in the band like already know what they're doing they're not waiting for you for direction yeah like couples kind of tell you in their actions and how they act towards each other what they want their photos to look like if that makes sense um like if they're more fun and outgoing i'll be like well run up behind her and tickle her and then there's a picture there's tons of pictures <laughs> yeah. from that yeah. i can get five minutes of pictures from yeah. that but like if there's just you can one make person a gift just out of that exactly <laughs> if i have one person standing in front of me i can't be like uh okay run up and I'm tickle gonna yourself tickle you really quick <laughs> i'm gonna tickle you really quick and then you're gonna laugh at me it probably never work with you ever again <laughs> yeah you're like, mean, she know. was weird some people might be into that you know <laughs> i mean you're right you're right it's just different but i'm i have more um experience with single people than I do couples because the last the first time I did a couple and like recently since I've like sort of rebranded it was really really nerve-wracking I was so scared what do you mean since you rebranded so this past year I is the first year I've been shooting with like a new camera a new style a whole new outlook on social media and like just branding and putting myself out there in general. So this was the first time that I knew it would have an impact on my business. Like what they would say about me, what other people would say about the photos. So when I met up with them, first of all, they looked great. They looked amazing. And they looked like they expected a lot from me. I don't know why. But Did you not know these people yet? No. I think because they like looked so good and classy and like ready for the photo shoot. And they had their two dogs with them that I was like well they must be like expecting me to be pretty good bomb ass shit yeah you know (laughs) I don't know if that makes sense no I get it I get it and so I like froze for like a split second but then once you get into it like ideas just like start popping off of one another yeah and we was just like the other night whenever we were doing the neon shoot like 
you were like spinning out all these like oh i can go here i can go here i'm like just give me a second yeah. let me figure it out i need to get <laughs> in my down. groove like and then after like 15 minutes i was like okay do this like immediately and i was there going were so many spots. other things that we could have oh done. yeah there was we missed so many other opportunities we could do that like three more times seriously and the only reason why we did that shoot to begin with was because i literally texted you like the night mm-hmm. before like that night actually like the night before we actually went out and did, I was like, do you want to go out with me tonight and like just practice night photography and just drive around, find neon signs? And you're like, well, I have work. Do people not realize that? I was like, okay, I'm sorry. Ignore me. <laughs> and so um, I was like, well, all right, well, let's do it tomorrow. And so we literally went out at like eight o'clock, got back. I think I got back home around like one. It was late. It was late. It was, but we... Taco Bell but was still, almost closed. And we took, yeah, that's Put how it that late way. it was. <laughs> and did we stop there? I don't know. Um, did we eat in the parking lot we even in our like car? Taco Bell? I don't know. I'm Beats not a fan. <laughs> but sometimes I'll go for a crunch wrap. So. <laughs> sometimes. And maybe I'll go for a Nacho Supreme. It's okay. <laughs> but we, I think no I got, I think I got, <laughs> I think I got, no beans on mine. <laughs> I think I got a half half a thousand of pictures of you yeah at least if not a little bit more Mm -hmm. no more than 600 I don't think but like there was so so many other things that we could have shot yeah but it took me a minute to get in my groove and I'm always like that even at a show like I shoot Mm -hmm. the first couple of bands that I'm not if I if I'm there for a specific band then and they're playing later then I'll figure out yeah during the first or second right show a person like artist Mm -hmm. I'll figure out the lighting I'll adjust my settings that way by the time like I get to the band that I'm there for then I'll be like okay I know what I need to do I know what side I know where I can go because I have to ask like security like can I go here can I get on stage can I do this and so I get all of that out of the way because I mean that could take the whole set if I did it during the person that I'm there for so which isn't good no (laughs) but yeah well that's that's interesting that you think that comfles are I don't know why that's interesting to me. I just feel like, I don't know. To like, me, I think it just scares the shit out of me for some reason. Well, you're a videographer. You used to people. Yeah, I do. Vid- I like video a lot more. That's totally your thing. See, yeah. If you're somebody ta- handed me. That's that's what I want to know. Why are you so scared of video? Because <laughs> you and one of my other really good friends down in Orlando are terrified of video and will not even like try First it. of all, like, don't you have to have like a really steady hand for that? I mean, it helps, but I mean, I guess. Yeah. And. But there are tricks to that. Like you can put the, like at shows, for instance, I put the um, strap, the camera strap around my neck and I just hold the camera out and extend my arms. And that way I just move my body. That is so much work. And then people also use tripods and just hold the, like the gorilla tripod, but that can like, the legs can bend every which way and wrap around shit. Like people literally wrap around their necks and shit. No, like they can wrap it around like a leg stand, like of a table or the edge of a table like ever it's just very flexible but people just hold that and walk like vloggers do that like yeah. on youtube they just hold a tripod with their camera on it and then it's smoother i was at a wedding last weekend with a mm-hmm. videographer who had her camera on the stick and it was just it was small it was like a foot long okay and when she moved around it had like a stabilizer on it so that yeah and i i mean i have the stabilizer on my lens that just like every lens that you have, it, you can have the stabilizer on or off. I don't know if any of you can tell that I don't do videography. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't do video. Like don't I've judge tried me by my knowledge on video. Like I literally, <laughs> I asked her 
recently like to help me with a video idea that I have is it going to happen no idea we'll figure it out but I was like do you mind like I need just one other camera person like and I will help you I will set it up for you just zoom in zoom out you know how to work a camera just it's just going to be recording and I think she said yes I think we got to the point I said yes. she's just nervous I don't it's not nervous it's like I just don't know if I'm gonna be up to your standards at all (laughs) because that's like you've been doing this for a while you went to school for it Mm -hmm. you know what you're doing and I feel like you're like Jamie's a photographer she's got this well but in my head I'm like but like here's the thing so a lot of photographers that I look up to that are in the music scene one Ashley Osbourne I don't know if you've heard of her but she does mainly black and whites and she mm-hmm. like she brings up her shadow she also has um she also does film but mm-hmm. like film camera but she just started doing video and she's been doing it for she's been doing photography well known like she travels with all time low all the time oh cool um and she was she got started with warp tour like mm-hmm. she's probably been doing it for like eight or seven years and she's just now starting to do video because for what is she doing video for? For like a concerts, concerts and stuff. Yeah. And she's been, she's assisted on music videos and stuff, which um, I've done as well. And it's fun, but she's, it's like I said, she's been doing it for like seven or eight years and she's just now starting to get into video because she used to like hate it. But now she's like loving it. I just feel like the post-processing has got to be. Oh yeah. So I spent 10 hours just on one 30 second video. That's 30 so seconds to a minute. Much. I mean, it's worth it. Yeah. Your videos look like something I would see on MTV. But see, that's the thing. Like, I can sit and edit, like, same with photos, but specifically for video, I can sit down, import all the hours of footage I have, not even eat, maybe get up to the go to the bathroom once or twice, have water by me, and <laughs> just sit at my computer for 10 hours, 13 hours straight, and okay. be totally fine. And then as long as I get the video done, because I'm so excited to get it done and see it. Right. Question. Can yes. I interview you? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> great let's go (laughs) all right Riley yes so that's me I know that I'm like really hard on myself um, especially with like comparing myself to other photographers when I'm editing and I know you are too but like when you make a video and you're proud of it and you're like yes I'm putting this out here after you put it out there and then you see somebody else's are you like mine's not even that good anymore Do you know what I mean? Because I do that to myself all the time. I'll be so proud of a photo session and a gallery I deliver. And then I like love it so much. And I go and look at this photographer that I look up to. And I'm like, no, not even close. Yes. (laughs) Let me. Okay. I actually have a lot to say about this because I've thought about this a lot. Yes, girl. Yeah. Soapbox. Here we come. Um, (laughs) So whenever I'm excited about something, are we talking just about video or photo or does it matter? I think it'll, I think in general Anything, it applies but to specifically both. I was curious about like because when I see your videos to me I see no difference between something you would put out and something I would see on TV right but I'm sure you completely see a difference I think the only thing that like so I follow a lot of videographers that are specifically music related that are touring videographers which is eventually what I want to do I want to be a nomad like I don't even want to have an apartment like I just want to tour and travel all the time that's awesome you should have a tiny house not even that like I would just travel be on a tour bus and then my downtime visit family and friends and that's it like that's my life and then go back on tour I love it like that's what I want to do and 
No um, ties. But I think whenever I make a video and I'm like, oh my God, I love this. And I send it to like Felicity, for example, and they love it. Like as long as if they're, unless they're lying to me, they've never hated anything of mine. They're all just like, mm-hmm. yeah, you've gotten better. You're doing this. This is better. Da, 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 we really like this because, um, like, I just, I want to know, like, obviously if I can improve on something, let me know. But if I put it out there, I think I focus more on the feedback I get. So the amount of likes, which is very, very I know. bad. But very there bad. is something to say about that though. What? I mean, unfortunately our hobby in our we can totally career. talk about Instagram in a second too. Okay. Because that's a whole other monster. Like, like it's, t- it's unfortunately terrible. the fate of our business kind of depends on that. Yeah. Social media, really. Mm-hmm. And but so for video, you have a shit ton of footage. So it's overwhelming. No. And then I need to so then I have to think, okay, well I need to think about the pace of the video. Do I want to have a bunch of cuts to involve more um, different like variety of videos or do I want to have a slower one and have more bigger chunks of certain clips? Mm-hmm. And then I have to think, okay, well the music has to match it. And then I have to think about the transitions and then I have to think about like the audio from the actual video. If there's any talking that yeah. I want to include, that's a lot. So I think if I put it out there and I'm like, Oh my God, I love this. But then I don't get the feedback that I was like, everyone's going to love it. It's going to be so cool, but I don't get the not recognition, but the like reaction that I was mm-hmm. expecting then I would be go back and be like should I involved that clip should I included that clip and then yeah I have all this footage that I was mm-hmm. like I could have done it so differently yeah and for me for photography because I am more of a video person and I'm more of a visual motion mind than mm-hmm. just a still photography mind I focus I think I compare my photos more to other people's but then I also notice that sometimes I compare it to people that aren't doing the same realm of photography yeah. as I am, which is so stupid. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, you wouldn't be comparing a landscape photographer, their, their picture to your portrait. Or you wouldn't even compare stupid. mine and yours. Yeah. And that's another thing. Like you and I, we have so much in common with photography and stuff, but then we also are so different in our styles. Mm-hmm. So, so different. But I don't think I've like, not that your shit isn't good. Your shit's amazing, but I've never compared my stuff to yours because we right. are in such different yeah. realms of it. That's what makes us so close friends. Cause we don't have to be jealous of each other. Exactly. There you <laughs> I go. I just see your stuff and I'm proud of you. Thanks. Like that so... looks amazing, oh, Riley. You're always getting better. See, I like the more artsy and like creative, weird, weird shit mm-hmm. a lot more than like the typical engagement or just oh it's our anniversary which I I'll do it but I want to do it more creatively and not like right typical, I'm trying to like make sure that I don't lose touch with being an artist I want to run a business I want to be a wedding photographer I want to be a portrait photographer but I also want to stay creative and not feel like I have to make my artwork look a certain way in order for people to book me and I think part of that I think that's what makes you an artist is, you know, being able to think for yourself and form new ideas and make new art that's different than the people around you. Even if you're doing weddings and portraits like everyone else, you can still be your own, 
you can still have your, it's, it's hard to explain. It's your unique style. It, it's, it's your mark. I think that's what a lot of, I think that's what every like creative person wants is you, you want to be able to see your work and, or someone can see your work and be like, oh, that's Riley's work or, oh, exactly. that's Jamie's work. And you I think want I've, that different variation there. I think I've lost touch with that and trying to start my business because I've been so focused on starting a business and what I need to do to get it running. But once you focus on that and you're on a roll with that, what really keeps you busy and what makes people want to book you is your creative mind and what makes you different from other photographers. Because in the big scheme of things, there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of us that people could choose from. I think I think that's what freaks me out about like just doing like a couple's portrait is because like I'm not the traditional portrait style Mm -hmm. and so I feel like I have to kind of fit into fit into that mold whenever someone like sees that or like wants me to like do shoots for them and then I'm just like like I need to like kind of like fake it kind of like in a way right and then like I'll tell my mom like how I'm feeling she's like they like your work they're coming for it to you for what you already have out like yeah so just do what you do that's which is very hard like I I totally get it and if I was someone else I'd be telling like if you were saying the same thing like what I was saying I'd be telling you exactly what my mom's telling me but like it's so hard for me to take and like apply well on top of that what makes it difficult is I'm currently in the process of um forming my style to be more like filmy and Mm -hmm. more authentic rather than pose and laughing and you know like little girl like haha yeah I'm trying to be more like more more of an emotional photographer and um what I have out on social media in my portfolio right now does not show that because it isn't what I've been doing so when I try to start doing that with people that are booking me I'm afraid that they're booking me because of what they've seen and not what they know that I'm capable of doing the opposite of like mindset than I do when it comes to it right and I think that's well because you have known your style and what you want to yeah. do with it for since but you've it's been so doing hard it. to navigate like it's mm-hmm. it's I mean I think every style is like hard like if you go see, fuck if you go see my Instagram you see like literally like three rows all the same style then like the next two rows totally different because I'm messing around and like I just I don't want to yeah. be stuck in the same style or color coding or color scheme and I think that's another thing I think that question for you this can lead into our social media discussion wonderful so do you look at you introduced me to planoli or planoli yes planoli really like it Mm -hmm. really like it it's it helps you for those of you who don't know it's it helps you upload or schedule a post to be posted to instagram but you can see if the picture matches the theme of your instagram layout before it's posted before it's officially posted i never actually use it to like schedule a post i just plug pictures in and then i figure out like oh do i like this best do i like this best yeah um but i actually i follow a photographer on instagram and they did a poll they were like do you guys like seeing a more streamlined same theme same color scheme instagram feed or do you like just like more random like different colors different this different that and that's like a different variation and people actually like a variation they don't like a streamlined same color same matchy match type of 
Yeah, but I think thing. there's a difference between same color, same like matching with everything. Like if you just posted the one shoot of me and only shot at the movie theater mm-hmm. with the neon lights all the time, people wouldn't like that. But I think that your style mm-hmm. in general is your theme and mixing all of that up, even though there's different colors and different locations and different people and different you know everything about them is different it's still your style and people know it's yours right where that's like a great compliment you're, you're Shit, welcome thank you it's just damn because <laughs> i here's the thing like i personally don't think i have a specific style because i'm still trying to mess with different things to see what i like best mm-hmm. but it's just like me living like in one place like after a while i'm ready to move on yeah and that's how i am with photography like this editing style i really like it but not as much as I did a month ago. Like I need to do something different. For instance, I make my own presets and I start from scratch. And then I, if I like them enough, then I'll save them. And then I'll try to apply it to other photos. But even when I apply it to other photos, I still alter the... You have to. I alter it and I try to make it a little bit different than just like exact same preset that's on the picture. I tried to use presets and I... It's like just, you bought them or you tried to I made my own. own. And just and I bought them, but neither really worked for me. I don't See, know. I have a I have a couple that like that I got for free, like a couple of presets. But I go through and I make it my own. Right. I go through. I add in more color if it doesn't have it, or like I add in grain if I want to get a filmy look. Like that's different. But I I don't know. I I feel like I. That's so weird that you think that like. You have a stream that I have. Yeah, because I don't think I do because my Instagram is all over the place like can be. It's all over the place in your ideas. In my way. Yeah. But it's streamlined as far as your style still. See, I don't think mine is. I think I don't. I just gave her a really like what the fuck <laughs> bitch look. <laughs> what do you mean? You Sometimes don't I forget that people like, get Yeah, it. I know, right? <laughs> um, what do you mean you don't think? See, that's another one of the things that I'm hard on myself about. Mm-hmm. Because like my photography, I think it's good. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily love it. And that's how I knew like this isn't my style. And I think that like if I'm being completely transparent and honest what I'm putting out there is just bland and like that's why in the next coming months I'm doing something about it like I'm moving on from this whole era of my photography that I've been trying to streamline my Instagram for if that makes sense it might look like themed and streamlined and like my style but I don't see a style in it I just see a nice looking picture and I think that's why it looks streamlined because they're just normal pictures I don't see a style in it see I I totally get that like I totally understand what you what (laughs) your struggle is real totally 1000 percent. but like from someone who like I've seen you edit pictures and I've seen like how you do it but from someone who like just looks at your Instagram and like follows you and sees all your stuff I see a constant like variable of greens present of greens and the shade of it and then like tan tones that you have you have warmer tones yeah I do try to say warmer you like that's that's I'm like I can tell your picture from someone else's that's a compliment because of thank your, you you're welcome because of your warm tones and the greens and the brightness of everything so if you saw my picture without my name on it 
yeah you hadn't seen it before you would be able to guess that it was mine probably i'm 99 percent sure i could but i also think that's i mean like i think it's strictly because of your like of the work that you produce and you make but i also just know you and so yeah. I think like I'd, it'd be easier for me. But I think, like I said, just looking at your Instagram and see any picture you post, I'll scroll and I'll stop and then I'll like it. I'm like, oh, it's Jamie's. See, that's a compliment. But and don't take this the wrong way. I'm not happy enough you're with not, that compliment. You're not, you're not crazy about your style or well, about that. But like that compliment isn't good enough for me. If that, I get that. If that makes sense. No, I get that. I want people to say like, that's Jamie Don Photography's stuff, and this is her style, and I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. And I need her to take my wedding photos. Yeah. I want this to be how my day is captured. Whereas I feel like right now, and what every photographer goes through in the beginning is her prices are pretty good, and she's all right. <laughs> Don't get me started Don't on prices. Don't get me started. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Ew. I don't want to even talk about it. <laughs> Ew. Which, like, we 1,000% don't have to talk about it. But. But we should. I No, I totally, <laughs> I totally get, like, for that price, it's okay. Or for that price, like, it's not worth it. Well, I mean, honestly, you have to start out that way regardless yeah. of what you think. Oh, yeah. You have to start out charging crap prices and hope that somebody. Or even nothing, by the way. Or. Have someone reach out to you and be like, hey, you have a camera. Can you take my pictures? And I'll be like, yeah, I'll do it for $300. That was my first wedding. I charged $300 like three years ago. And I did pretty awful. But that's exactly why you're not charging that much or not charging at all. Exactly. You get, they get what they paid for. Like in the beginning stages, I think if you're being fair and if you're being realistic, you charge a decent price or a little bit less of a decent price. And you produce the content you produce and you give them to them and they might not be the best. They 90% probably won't be the best. They won't be. No. Which is fine. Like you have to start somewhere and that's where everyone starts, which is fine. But at the end of the day, your client pays for what they get if you're charging $200, $300 for a wedding. Good segue. I want to talk about. I don't think a lot of people know this, but you actually have a legit business. Like you have a license with the county. I am licensed. Literally every person that I talk to and like they like ask me about you or how you're doing or like uh, like want to have photos of you or something. I'm like, yeah, you know, she has a business, right? And then they're like, no. I'm like, thought it was just a cool hobby. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, because so I think so I have I go under all my photo and video stuff I put under Riley Jackson visuals or R Jackson visuals. And I eventually want to make that a business, but it's not a business. And so I, I think a lot of photographers kind of have a business. I'm doing quotation marks and, but they aren't officially licensed. Like Jamie pays taxes and I'm adulting. She's adulting with her photography. (laughs) She's quitting her full-time job. I'm doing that. And then I'm doing the damn thing. She's look at that. (laughs) She is doing the damn thing. And she is like actually taking the steps necessary to make making this full time a full time gig her realistic career. So I want to, which is scary as hell. It sounds like it. I'm just on the outside of it, and I'm like hearing what you have to do, and I'm just like, God. Which I like, <laughs> I so I eventually, I've done a lot of thinking, and like I 
want to tour and like do video and photo for musicians mm-hmm. and stuff. It's good to know you wouldn't what you want to do. It is, but that's also like a lot of fucking work because you have to go through I have to go through managers and teams and crews before I get to the actual artists in order to get a fucking photo pass. Which, if anybody thinks that a photographer is a photographer is a photographer, no. Already, <laughs> Riley no. has to go through so much different shit than I do. Even though, like, y- like portrait photographers, like it's the same. It's just a different avenue. Like, music photographers and videographers need a photo pass to get inside the venue with a camera. Otherwise, you will not be let in if the artist know, doesn't know that you're there or if they, if there's not a photo pass for you or a band crew member pass at the will call booth, then you can't bring your camera in or I did if, not you, know that. if you're like, if you refuse to like take your camera back to your car, then you just can't go to the show, even if you have a ticket. Mm-hmm. And with portrait photography or just your own photography business, you really just have to contact the person. Or they, you just wait for them to contact you. you. And, but with musicians, unless they're local, but if, if they're not signed, then it's easier to go through the actual artist. You can reach out to them on social media, or if they have a email, then go ahead and shoot them an email. But like with a a bit bigger bands or like musicians, you have to, I have to go through a manager, if not the press contact, if not the booking agent. And if not the record label, if I can't find any email for any of the others. That's too much for me. And then if I don't find anything, then I'm like, okay, (laughs) let me go to Instagram and just shoot them a message. And just fingers crossed, like it works. And so I I eventually want to make a business to where I can do exactly what I'm doing and what I want to do, which is tour. But I want to have kind of, I guess, like a production company uh, under Riley Jackson Visuals and just Mm -hmm. have more people doing local focusing on local shows because everything starts locally that would be smart so important everything starts locally your favorite band was a local band to begin with just putting that out there but i would love to have a team in different cities working for me going to local shows or just covering these shows and events and because i can't be everywhere like i I never knew that about you yeah which part that you wanted to do that yeah it, it like in the last year I've like thought about it that's a good idea but like that probably won't be see like that probably won't be until like after I'm like all right I'm done like moving touring all the time like I want to settle down right and people know your name and yeah who you are. and then I don't have to be out there and doing a lot of work which like I want to do like I plan to do that until at least I'm 40 like honestly. at least honestly like I don't think I'd get tired of it but um or until I get see most of the world and I'm like all right I'm ready to like Settle down. Settle down. Be in an apartment with my cat and dog. Like, I'm good. But, (laughs) yes, I probably not going to be with anyone because I'm a loser. (laughs) Not true. But tell me, explain to me the steps that you had to take to make your business official with the county and what you have to do in the future and how you have to keep up with it. Oh, that's a loaded question. I know. I'm sorry. But it's important. (laughs) And I think, like, it's, it's important to realize that a lot of photographers say they have a business, but... Honestly, mm-hmm. half the time they aren't registered as an official business. What well, made you want to be like, I need to make this like a legit business? First of all, I'm a baby. So I was afraid that somebody was going to come after me like, you're making all this money and you're not getting taxed on it. And I was going to be like, well, uh, I am running my business. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you think would come after you? I'm just, just a like baby. a client or just like, I don't know. A random IRS a scary guy. Adult. Like, <laughs> a scary adult. Yeah. 
um but really I I thought that for one I wanted to be taken more seriously and if you tell people that you have a legit business then they're like oh like it makes you think and it didn't really make much of a difference for me until literally like a week ago I got booked for a job that required me to have a license and I'm so glad I did because it would have been really awkward if I was all professional and then they asked me for that information. I was like, oh, I'm not really, I don't have a license to do this. Um, But as far as like the steps that I took to get there. um, And give give me a timeline, like the year you you decided to do it and then it's been exactly a year since I've had a license. Um, it kind of, um, was around the same time that I got my new equipment that I made my new website. Um, I started to do a lot of more educational things as far as, um, following bloggers that, um, I look up to and photographers that I look up to and actually paying for educational online courses. Um, which is really beneficial by the way. I think it's way more beneficial than college classes. Um, there's plenty of online resources or resources from photographers that you love and look up to um that will teach you you know not just the photography side but the business side Mm -hmm. I'm not a really good person to ask about that because like I said it's been a year and I'm still learning all the ins and outs and I don't think I will completely know the answer to that question until next month when I quit my job to do this full-time um but it takes professionalism as far as like you need to know what to say when somebody emails you instead of just saying like, hi, thanks for contacting me. Um, I mean, I'll charge you this much. Does that sound good? Like you need to have like a like a price list. You need to have a brand, um, a logo, business cards. And I don't know. I mean, the one thing I didn't realize I would have to do was pay taxes monthly. I don't know monthly. if people realize that. Yeah. I didn't know it was monthly. Every month on the 15th, I have to keep track, which I had never done before either, of all of my jobs. And um, it's just sales tax um, that I'm paying. So I pay the county. I don't know if it's it's like five point something percent for sales tax. And you pay that every month. And then that doesn't even account for like the tax on just the business itself that you have to pay at the end of the year. So that was the biggest difference to me was like actually having to keep track of like who's paying me what, um, the timeline, like my like gross and net like words that like business business words. Yeah. Um, I know I had no idea how to do that. And so I went to my grandpa's house because he ran a business for a, a very long time and um, he helped me make an ex- a few Excel documents and he would ask me these questions I'd, like I couldn't even repeat them to you right now and I'd be like can you like, like rephrase that yeah I don't know and he would means. he would rephrase it and I'd be like I still don't know what you're talking about and he'd rephrase <laughs> it and I'd be like honestly can you just break this down to like <laughs> like I'm a five-year-old yes. explain to me business yeah. how it so, works um maybe you can have a podcast with my grandpa about that because I feel like I won't know shit. Like he'd, he'd <laughs> not be, even what to be, ask. Be, yeah, he'd be explaining everything to me, and I'd be like, "Okay, cool." So, so anyway, like move on and like have nothing to say about it because I, mean, I don't want to be an idiot. 
honestly, you just have to wing it. What documents <laughs> did you have to go through? It wasn't much. And how long did it take to be official um, after you contacted the county and everything? It's literally all online. Hmm. So you just go to like your county's website and all the information is there. You fill out some documents. For me, it was easy because my business name is Jamie Dunn Photography. It's my name. Um, so I still had to like like copyright did that you, name. Say, did you have to copyright, trademark, all that I stuff? I did, but because it's my own name, it was a much easier process and a much mm-hmm. smaller application. Um, so it really was just the application for that. I had to get approved for my business name. And then the business license application is like two pages front and back maybe. Um, another reason why mine was a lot easier is because I don't have customers and clients coming to my home. Mm-hmm. So that was like a whole other thing. If that was the case, I would have had to contact all my neighbors, have them really? sign off and make sure that Holy it was shit. okay. I would have to have people coming to my house and inspecting it. Um, I have to have a list of all the equipment that I have, um, and what I'm using it for. So, um, cause that has to do with like customer traffic. Right. Um, so luckily I didn't have to do any of that because I don't do anything at my house for now. But if I ever want to, I can fill that paperwork out, um, which I will end up having to do, I'm sure, in the future. But it was a really easy process. I just filled out those two documents and turned it in and paid, I think, $30. And that was it. I got my like business same license. Day, like- um, they mailed it to me. Oh, okay. But, I mean, I was legally licensed the same day. I was shocked. I was so scared. I, know, I thought, I honestly thought that, like, you it would have taken, like, months to, like, No, I mean, not official. for something like this. Um, and I also don't have, like, insurance or anything like that. So it's not, like, a huge process. But once it gets bigger, I'll have to get deeper into that. I'll probably have to hire somebody to do that kind of stuff for me, you know, when it gets to where there's very large amounts of money right (laughs) being did do you want to like how I was just saying I was like debating about like starting a production company in the future like long down the road but do you see yourself making a team of some sort um this might sound conceited or selfish go ahead I don't know but I really don't want like the farthest I want to go into like a team is having a second shooter at a wedding Mm -hmm. I want my stuff to be my stuff and my I I feel like it's kind of cheating for years it's different because like those people are getting their start and you're helping them get their start that but also like I I'm obviously going to want them to have a certain I want them to be able to understand my stuff and everything. Like I want, I would want everything to go through me and what you stand for, what I stand for either be like almost exact, like my style, like the way I do things or Mm -hmm. it complements it. Right. Exactly. See, Um, but yeah, I want to edit all my work. Mm -hmm. I don't, I feel like it's, I feel like that's like the biggest bulk of photography and I don't want to just hand that job to somebody else. Um, I know a lot of photographers do that. They have somebody go in and edit for them mm-hmm. with their style. But I really enjoy it. And I think that's the artistic part. Well, ha- like half of the artistic part. So as far as a team would go, it would be more of a like a second shooter that I would contact and like somebody that handles the business side. Yeah. You know, I don't I, I don't want it to get bigger because I want to still enjoy it. 
I don't want to be running like some huge business that yeah. I'm not happy running. I yeah, want I totally to take the that. pictures. I want to edit the pictures. You want to be involved. You want to be hands on with everything. Yeah. And I don't want to get so busy that I can't do that. Yeah. Well, I know you recently have a makeup artist with you. That was about a year, right? It was our one year anniversary last week. Someday nice. last week. And um, are you, you had a legit contract, like everything was in Yep, we signed a contract. Writing. She graduated from CNU. Her name's Jordan Simpson, by the way. You can follow her on Instagram. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jordan. <laughs> um, <laughs> she um, graduated from CNU with a business degree, and she is a perfect makeup artist because she can help me with the business side of things. I was going to say, does she help you a lot with the business Yes. Stuff? That's um, good. She shows me so much that I would have never even known about before. Um, she's a huge help in that aspect. And it's really changed my business um, to have that knowledge and to also work with somebody who um, does a different art form. And um, I like I like bringing in different people from the community. Yeah. How did you guys how did you go about finding her? How did she find you? How did you how are you guys like, Okay, let's make this official and go into business and have a contract? I wasn't even thinking about that. Um, She was in Spain at the time for a. what is it called? Study abroad? Yes. She was studying abroad in Spain at the time and was looking for somebody to do makeup for when she came home. And she just messaged me and she worked at a makeup store at the time. So I met her there and we talked and we got along really well. And I knew her from high school and elementary school. I mean, I've always known who she is, but um, yeah, we just kind of hit it off and we were both getting you know our feet on the ground so it was good you know to help each other out throughout that whole difficulty of process of like getting yeah. your shit together it's hard and I'm glad that I had somebody to grow with yeah so I'm assuming you guys are gonna be working for the next year I mean at least. she is um moving on to bigger and better things she is <laughs> she's moving to Richmond um okay she's getting a real adult job she doesn't want to be a makeup artist um solely she wants to do that um I'm not exactly sure what her plans are but um I'm still gonna work with her while she's in Richmond she'll be able to come down on the weekends um we're not like if you book her and I you can book us separately we're not like a package joint joint yeah Yeah, it doesn't make sense if that makes sense but um yeah I'll definitely still be working with her you know as long as I can but I think Sometimes, you know, as you grow up and so are you on the market for a, a makeup artist? A makeup artist. I am open to anything. I feel like I don't want anything to be exactly the same. So, you know, I don't want to have one person and only one person that does hair for me. So, yeah. Now, that's... I actually just talked about this with you like a week ago, which I didn't know. Um, you, I see you working with a lot of local like hairstylists or like florists. And I was like, how do you like do that? Because you know, me being me, I'm just like terrified to talk to anyone. And so, um, it's You're like, scary. you just ask and then it's all for free. And I'm like, Oh, well, <laughs> you ex- just ask explain and it's that. Free. Well, explain. I understand like if you, if they give you something for free and you promote it and you promote their business, mm-hmm. then that's payment. But so like I said, I like to involve the community mm-hmm. um, and I'm doing a spokesmodel program right now. Um, I have five girls that I recruited 
to um, do four photo shoots with me throughout the year. Um, and I wanted to make it really special for everybody involved. So not only do they get their pictures taken and they get to, you know, just have them and enjoy them and post them and just have them for free. Um, but they get their hair done for the shoots. They get their makeup done and, um, any, you know, they're usually themed. So any other type of accessory or added on outfit, jewelry, whatever, um, we get to use for the shoot. So, um, I have Brittany Banks doing hair for us right now. Um, basically I just email these people. I tell them how much I love their work, which is totally and absolutely true. I mean, I wouldn't just recruit people that I don't just appreciate. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I let them know that I would love to like showcase their work and I'd love to have them on my team and I will take pictures of their work so that they can use it however they want to use it. So, um, so Jordan does makeup for me, obviously, and then Brittany's doing hair. And then I have, um, Amy Marie events who does florals and she does event planning, um, who does florals for me and, um, they all do really beautiful work and they get the images after the shoots and everyone's a happy camper. So explain the spokesmodel program a little bit more for me. And do you recommend other photographers to do it who are on the, along the portrait wedding route? Yes. I would say, especially starting out, it's a pretty big process because there's so much you have to plan out for it and you really should plan it out instead of just, you know, recruiting some people and taking their picture because you want it to be a memorable experience. Basically what you're doing is you are, um, finding people, um, to take their photos and you want to make sure that the photos that you're taking represent you and your style. Um, and they post the pictures that you take of them. So you are getting, you know, your word out by word of mouth, which is the most important way for people to find you. They get the free pictures. They get to feel pretty and happy and have fun getting their pictures taken. And you're involving the community and other people that are trying to, you know, run their own businesses. They're mm -hmm. Which is very, very important. Yeah. Um, and it just, it gets your name out there, not only to people that are following these girls or these people that you're taking pictures of, but also the people that, you know, you are getting their services from, like they're knowing you and they're going to recommend you and you know them and you're going to recommend them. So it's just like a big, you know, help for everyone involved. Are you, um, what made you, what made you want to, do the spokesmodel program because it's, it's kind of new still isn't it it's probably out a year mine mm -hmm. I started uh the first one was in March March okay so not even not even a year um did you see like other photographers that you look up to for doing something similar yeah. or hope Taylor does it I mean she's got it down she has like spokesmodel like 101 courses that you can take and how to run a successful spokesmodel program um and she goes all the way. I mean, she has like local boutiques who sponsor her that let her use their clothes or jewelry, their shoes for free. And they'll like switch them out every month. Mm -hmm. And that way she's really involved in her community. And um, she has like all these beautiful pictures to show for it. And it's right. not really an exchange of money. It's an exchange of like services. And I right. think it's really cool. 
Well, I think enough about that. <laughs> I think that is all the questions I have for you. Unless, uh, did you want to do a speed round? She wanted to do a speed round game. I just think that would be so we fun. We can totally do one of a would you rather. And I'm going to have to find a different app. Go ahead and find a different app. Okay, I found one. <laughs> nice, just in time. Um, but I still have to download it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> we can both answer each one. Okay. But, yeah. Okay, would you rather be a cartoon character in real life or be a real-life person in a cartoon? Both of those sound terrifying. Really? Yes. Why? I kind of feel like they sound cool. <laughs> Did you ever see, I think it was, like, Jimmy Neutron that like morphed with Fairly Godparents. Fairly Oddparents. They probably did. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And it was just really that just creepy. freaked you out? Yes. What? That's what I think of when I think of that. Well, you have to choose. Which one would you rather do? I, oh, mm, I'm going to have to pick, I would rather be in a cartoon because. You'd rather be a real person in a yes. cartoon? Okay. Because. If I was a cartoon character in the real world, I would feel so anxious and self-conscious. People are staring at me. I totally get that. And I, I think I agree. And especially like in a cartoon, things are always easier. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it'd be easier to adjust, I think. And if you were a cartoon, I mean, that doesn't really change. It doesn't really benefit <laughs> you. But if you're in a cartoon world, that's you cool. Opportunities are endless. It's endless. <laughs> All right. Let me choose cartoon character. No. No, real person in cartoon, right? Okay. Yes. Would you rather not have the ability to spell or not have the ability to add? Oh, um, uh, uh, add numbers. I think that's the question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll answer this one first. Go ahead. I love words. I love grammar and I love spelling. So I feel like I would. Yes, rather, I would have to agree. Like with I you. just love the English language, so and you can hire an accountant. And I'm already better with words than I am with math and numbers, so might as well just stick to what I know. You know. <laughs> yeah, I've always been like a pretty decent writer, and I've always enjoyed it. So yeah. if I lost that ability, it would make me sad. And then you would lose that ability, and then still suck at adding. So you might. As well yeah, keep and how often do at. you add? Exactly. Not often. Shit. I mean, it might. That's a very good point. You know, 53%. See, we're we're like with the majority. Would I you rather be the majority? I want to be less mainstream. Ooh, this is going on. Would you rather be the president or be a Pokemon trainer? Pokemon trainer. Agreed. All the way. That's I would not want to deal with America's bullshit. Gross. Ew. <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't wow. have to. 60% says be president. 40% says Pokemon trainer. I feel like there's some kind of stigma that people think being president is like like they're rich and they just like chill out in the White House. You know how no much, people how many secrets you'd have to keep? And you know how much shit goes on? It's not what no, you guys think you. it is. We act like we've been there. <laughs> All right. Would you rather be your favorite video game character or be your favorite movie character? Movie because my favorite video game character is Yoshi. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Oh, that's my a tough one because the first game that popped into my head, I don't know if you'd call this a video game, but I played it on the computer. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? 
I loved her in that game. Did you ever play that game? No. Oh my God. It's so cool. She's like a detective and you have to go through and ask people like what they saw and everything, but you had to find her because she like was leaving clues for you. Did you play this on like one of those computers that's like a dinosaur? Like, no, is that how it was, is? no, okay. it was like they, I'm sure they still like have, like you can look it up and like, they probably have some knockoff version on it, of it, like on the internet somewhere, but it was like a disc game that you'd put mm-hmm. into your PC. Computer. Yes. And oh my God, I, ugh. I, but movie character, I feel like I have more options. So I'd probably go for movie character. There's so many more options. But I don't know if I have a favorite. I have so many favorites. Like, from every movie, there's a favorite. Like, that's hard. That's really hard. Are we going to go with favorite movie character? I'm going to go with that because there's so many more options. A and lot of, there's people that us. I watch in movies that I just adore. Yeah, that's true. And I just want to be like. Ooh, this is a good one. Would you rather go to Hogwarts or go to Narnia? Hogwarts. I think I agree. But Narnia would be really cool. I just have a connection. But really cold, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hogwarts probably would, depending on when you go, Hogwarts would be <laughs> <laughs> depending on the season. <laughs> I mean, we're not really talking about seasons here, Riley. No, I know. Um, I mean, a good old game of Quidditch would be pretty but legit. But Narnia, you could just go through your closet. And then if, when you're tired of it, just go back into your room. And you're, it's like nothing ever happened. But this isn't saying... The process it takes to get there. But Narnia is through the wardrobe closet thing. I know it is. Hogwarts is a legit, like, place. Like, you have to travel by train to get there. Or a flying car, whichever you prefer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get that serious. So, like, it. I don't know. I feel like if you... Tra- I don't know. I'm going to say Hogwarts. Like, okay. <sighs> we'll go with that. All right. This is going to be our last one. Okay. Everyone says Hog- Hogwarts, right. too. Make sure it's a good one. <laughs> I think it's the best one. Fight a hundred duck-sized horses, or fight one horse-sized duck. Definitely. Imagine that real quick before 100 you. One hundred duck-sized horses. You know why? Why? Ducks are so. I was chased mean. by a swan and very, very angry creatures, <laughs> and they're already terrifying when they're duck-sized. One yeah. of them. It's terrifying when they're duck yeah. size. Just imagine And you that. could kick, you could, I mean, I'm not for animal abuse, but you could kick the hundred ducks on <laughs> horses because they'd be, be tiny enough. Them. You know what my You'd have mom always tells me? To my mom always them. says that they're probably way more scared of you than you are of it. My mom said that too. Oh my God. So yeah. that's what I'm going to, unless they were like, they're coming at you and they're ready to fight. See, I picture them charging at us. <laughs> I feel like you could just... And then you just have to, like, be quick on your feet and figure out a way. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you could just kick them. That's or just literally, like, a hundred... Over them, maybe? I don't know. That's, like, a hundred... You work horses. <laughs> like, that's, like, a hundred dogs, like, the size of, like... like a wiener French dog? French bulldog. Even smaller. Mm, maybe not smaller. That's... Yeah, like a chihuahua. That's, yeah. like, a hundred chihuahuas coming for you. Like... You can drop kick those. Just saying. Do you think chihuahuas would be more annoying and obnoxious than ducks? Yes. Do you think, would you, would they be quacking at you, do you think? Believe me, I am totally towards you. for animals. I love animals. Last week, I pulled over <laughs> on a very busy highway to, to pick up a turtle and oh save it. Oh my gosh, it. I was driving to South Carolina 
on the interstate and there was a turtle on the side of on the shoulder but i was in the left lane and i wanted to stop and like grab him i know but i couldn't i was going 80 miles per hour down 95 <laughs> i couldn't do that Flam on unless your i wanted the to turtle. die yeah do it for the turtle i mean Turtles i would die before you i got summer. to him so like <laughs> <laughs> they do but i really didn't want to stop but, like i told my mom she's like why the fuck would you stop on the interstate to save a turtle mom but i was in the left lane why if i was else? in the right lane i would have totally pulled over but i was in the left lane and i couldn't so my point being, yes, sorry, totally, totally. I'll save attention. a turtle. I'm not even for killing bugs, but chihuahuas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But really, like, I. <laughs> that was good. That was a good. I'm totally like kidding. <laughs> Probably if I were, you know, face to face with a chihuahua, I'd like it. But I don't know why anybody but would, hundred of them would spend would like lots of money on a chihuahua unless like you're getting it from the shelter yeah it just makes a lot of noise and it's really small and it probably isn't potty trained all right so fight 100 dog size horses <laughs> got it wow 67 percent of people say fight one horse size duck that's because they think they bad that's because they think that like i don't think they put the size in perspective enough all right so that was on of our speed round. I just want to ask you if you have any advice for any upcoming photographers, anyone who just final thoughts, just your final thoughts on everything. Um, and also what you're doing and go ahead and plug your Instagram and Facebook and all that. Okay. Um, you're going to fail a lot and you can't as, as cliche as that sounds, you can't let that, let that, discourage you because you're gonna fail even when you're established you're gonna fail that's just the art of the business and if you're really passionate about something that makes you happy don't settle for some office job that you know you're gonna make money for you know just because you're afraid that you're gonna fail because you're going to so you just have to accept that and you'll be good to go as far as my instagram you can find me at Jamie Dunn Photography. Um, my Facebook is just Jamie Dunn Photography. My website is Um, And you can find my blog from there. I will be planning on blogging um, more often um, as soon as I quit my job um, starting August. I will be blogging not only photography, but my whole life. So look forward to the that. juicy details. The juicy details. <laughs> more of this. Because <laughs> we know you want it. <laughs> for some reason (laughs) all right well that is all for this episode of doing the damn thing and next month i will see you guys with another new episode and have a great day bye bye